Welcome, Seekers of Truth, coming to you from the edge of the known universe, better known as the Granite State, home of Betty and Barney Hill. Through the magic of electronic alchemy, a portal to another dimension has opened. You are about to make a metaphysical connection. This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is the Metaphysical Connection, episode 69. Walt Schnabel and I, Eric Renderkink Fisk, talk about this week in the realm of paranormal and the current social issues that occurred during the last week of October and the first week of November 2017. Then we dive deep into the latest document dump on the topic of the JFK assassination in Dallas, 1963. This podcast is brought to you by the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Burning, trinitywhipco.com. We're also brought to you by Chester Cordite. Modern vintage menswear including suits, shirts, and ties inspired by the 1930s and 40s. ChesterCordite.com You can find out more about our sponsors by going to our main site, metaphysicalpodcast.com thanks for listening enjoy the show don't do it again don't do it again he said so anyway just a little fyi here walt is not dying on us walt is are we recording now i'm I'm recording right now okay walt is not dying right i just i want the audience to know that i was not doing a darth vader in Denver with asthma impression last week it, it's it's all it was all Eric's fault it, I will take I will take responsibility for that so Eric's, Eric's flagellating himself as we speak I am I flagellated myself twice when I heard what the horrible audio quality on your end yeah I, I don't know what that was I, I sounded like I had some kind of severe lung like I needed to be in an iron lung or something I don't know I promised people that we would talk about this at the beginning of the show, and I thought that this was amazing when I I actually watched the audio clip, and I actually I actually had to watch it three times. Of what? Elizabeth Warren on CNN. Very quickly, Senator, do you agree with the notion that it was rigged? Yes. Last year? <laughs> well, only last year? I remember for the last 90 years. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. So, um... We made a prediction here on this podcast back in November 2015, where when the when the election was really starting to rev up and Jeb jumped in to, uh, you know, throw his hat in the ring to become the next Bush to own the White House or to occupy the White Mm -hmm. House. Hillary Clinton threw her hat in the ring. And it's like I said, this is it. It's you will now see the veil lifted because the oligarchs, um, they don't care what you think anymore. And they're going to be so blatant about this upcoming election, meaning the presidential election last year, 2016. They don't care. They're they are just going to make it absolutely, totally, perfectly clear that they're in charge and they're going to screw with us. And there's going to be election. I mean, obvious election fraud. And there's nothing you can do about. No, you're done. You meaning everybody. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. And we, I guess, nothing we can do about there's it. There's nothing. There's nothing the American public can do about it. 
And for Elizabeth Warren to come out and say that obviously it was rigged. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is a relative term, I think, but for a politician, I think she's relatively honest. I mean, I know that's a contradiction in terms, but I, I do think that she is has some moral fiber left. I don't think that Elizabeth Warren really understands the gravity of what she said and how important well, her I statement is. I don't is. know about that, Eric. I, th- I think she's a pretty smart lady. She's, I think she's coming out and saying what she thinks, no. actually. No, I think that she understands. I, I don't think she doesn't. I don't think she underestimates the the power of, of what she said. I think what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that she understood. I mean, she must have known the gravity of it, but I don't think that she understood how much gravity it, it yeah, had. Maybe. I don't know. Because I don't see how you could not. That's a huge statement to make. Yeah. I mean, basically, she's indicting Hillary for, you know, for corruption. Yeah. For, for running, you know, for taking over the... I mean, and uh, Donna Brazil came out with uh, a book just the other day, I guess, yeah. that basically says the same thing, that Hillary basically took over the DNC. Yeah. And and eliminated Bernie from the mix. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, he, I mean, that's pretty damning, damning information as well. And Donna Brazil's up there in the party. Here's something I want to make absolutely, totally, perfectly clear. I'm not playing partisan politics. I'm, I'm neither a Republican or a Democrat anymore. What I will say is that our democracy has been hijacked. And what should have happened is that we should have seen what would have happened, you know, in a in a ballot street fight between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. Who would have walked away with the most votes and the and the Electoral College if it was Donald Trump versus Bernie Sanders? Well, they were clearly the two favorites of the people. Right. You know, um, people that were behind Bernie were, you know, were just as rabid, I think. Yeah. In some ways, I, I talked to a guy that <clears throat> I was talking to a guy in the coffee shop right, right as it became apparent that Bernie was not going right. to really get there. He and he would not accept it. He just he would not accept it. I don't blame that, him. That Bernie was not going to. He kept saying, "No, it's going to it's going to work. It's going to work." And I said, "Okay, keep you keep thinking that. But keep the, the faith. You know, pal. The fix is in, man. Yeah. Can't you see that? What's what was even worse with all of that is that it started here in New Hampshire, whereas with the um, Super de- the, yeah, the super, super delegates. Right, that's a bunch of crap. Those that whole notion of super delegates is crazy. It, it's, it, it, it's 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 uh it's from the nineteen sixty eight um, Democratic convention in Chicago, where there was chaos on the uh, on the floor because right after Bobby Kennedy died people well well Bobby Kennedy got all these votes what are we going to do you know right. what are we going to do Bobby Kennedy should have been the party nominee but he's dead yeah i know well it's been that whole concept's been hijacked into um really not giving people their their real choice no for candidates you know it's oh yeah okay you can vote but that really doesn't matter that much because we have this concept of superdelegates. We're going to give you the illusion. That. We're going to well, give yeah, you the what, illusion. That's all it is. It's not even, it's barely even an illusion anymore. No. Really. It used to be. Yeah. You used to think, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote. It makes, it's an important thing. Yeah. yeah. Not so much. Not anymore. And also you have all these presidents. You're voting for choices that 
you don't want, you know? No. At least I didn't really want. Which would you, what, what would you rather? Would you rather be stabbed to death or would you rather burn, you know, right. to death in a right. fire? Which would right. you rather have, Walt? Take, take your choice. Yeah, I know. I don't know, Eric. It's, it's, um, it's quite a system we've worked ourselves into. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, so, you, you know, getting back to the, uh, to the bushes, your, your boy, your boy HW yep. apparently was doing a little touchy feely on the, uh, in the photo session. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Did you hear that? I did. That now, his, did you hear what his line was that he used? <laughs> you say it so much better, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite magician? <laughs> David Copperfield. And then, he, and then he grabbed a little, grab a little tush. Yeah. He was at it. So now, you know, I mean, that's the, this is recent, Tess. It's not like 30 years ago. So that's now that's the definition of a dirty old man. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but it's funny. <laughs> it's sad. Sick, you know, and he's probably been doing that for. He's probably been using that. Well, as long as David Copperfield's been around, anyway, he probably had a. He probably had another one that he used previously, but. Yeah, exactly. All, all you know, all this stuff, all this sexual um, harassment and molesting and stuff is really coming out of the woodwork now. You know, some of the, some of these people that are have been doing this for a long time and getting away with it because they were famous or powerful or whatever they were. Did we are now getting called out on it, you know, which I think is good. I think, I think it's an awesome thing, right. honestly. And, um, but here's the thing. You can't imagine Tom Hanks doing something like that. Could you? My image of Tom Hanks, Hanks doesn't fit that, but I don't, I can't say that there's anybody that I would, exclude from that doing something like that i mean in, i just think it's it goes with the territory i'm not saying tom hanks would do that or could do that or has done that i, I don't know but I, I don't think you can exclude people just on your image that you have because you think of somebody like harvey weinstein harvey weinstein well, that's looks a, like he that's, looks like a lizard yeah he looks like a lecher i mean he looks like disgusting. a toad yeah and he looks like some kind of gross amphibian that they would like recycle for a star trek episode he <laughs> <laughs> looks like job of the hut exactly sort of, sort of. To, yeah and um but you, you think about all these people now kevin spacey is being outed as somebody who has groped people on the set and of been, house of cards been, been abusive to people yeah. Yeah. yeah boys and girls that's not i don't find that surprising actually Sorry. really no i i don't i don't know. i i just think he's he's just that he, he just kind of comes across as a smug yeah so i mean he's good he's talented he's a good actor you know he's great in house of cards but i guess that's gonna probably not finish up the way it's looking no yeah and on top of everything else i mean it was just like you think of all of these hollywood moguls or these big name stars and actors i mean walt disney you don't think walt disney would ever do anything like that i don't do you? I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I could say that. Yeah? I think there's a way lot about Walt Disney that people don't know. Right. Um, all the sexual in, innuendo that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> he, he baited me with that, didn't he? <laughs> you just want to get me going on that. Yeah, just watch. The, uh, there's a lot of things embedded in Disney. Yeah. In Disney films that... Um, or, or you know sexual innuendo and stuff that yeah this is made for little kids you know right so i don't know where's the setup on that exactly you know, are they setting up the you know little kids for 
sexual explo- exploitation somewhere down the road. I, I, I don't know. Now, are we indoctrinating kids? Make that with, case, I think, you know. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, if you look at all the Disney movies, what's the theme? You have this helpless girl or this young woman, and the only way for her to get ahead <laughs> is to find a man. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, you like think Snow, about it. You mean like Snow White? Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Yeah. They all have one thing in common. They needed a man to rescue them. Or seven dwarfs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> seven dirty little dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you notice they left out the eighth eighth dwarf, right? Yeah, who was that? I don't know that one. Horny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. All, he was. He was in the background. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's like it's just uh, it, it, all these movies. You're gonna have to go back and watch and, and look for those little subtle signs. Well, all you have to do is go on the internet and look at. There's yeah. tons of stuff about it on on the yeah. internet, you know, on YouTube and stuff that people have found. Um, so yeah, I mean it's what the illusion that we have of things is is clearly not um, the reality of things. Do you think it's purposeful? Do you think that the oligarchs have said what we're going to do is we're indo- I do. we're going I to do. indoctrinate young yeah. girls into I, wars? I, I do, I do. I think it's on some level. I think it's I think it's got intention behind it. I yeah. think it's random. I think That's that there sure. there are things that are happening today that I don't I don't know could have happened ages ago. I don't think that. Like, for example, with this new job that I have, I've been propositioned a couple of times. Like, look, if you give me if you give me a deep discount, if you give me 20 or 50 percent, I will perform sexual favors in, in, in the in the in the hay shed or something like that. Or I'll I'll give you something, something. If are, are these women with no teeth? Some of them have teeth. Yeah. Oh, they do have teeth. Yeah. Some of them do. The, the, the real important equation is, do they have uh, more tattoos than teeth? That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's how you, you uh, balance it out. Exactly. But, so, yeah, yeah I mean, that, that stuff's all over the place. It's, it's just, a, I don't think it's anything new. It's just but I mean, the I, way of it. It's, I mean, I found those temptations. That get, I found I found physical evidence that somebody is taking was taking these women on their offers, you know, um, in different parts of the store, including the bathroom, the women's bathroom. I found the evidence that proves that they've <laughs> We're getting a little too much detail here. Maybe a little too much detail, a little but too the, much detail. But the thing is, is that for me, as part of the, the metaphysical connection of it all is that. We're becoming indoctrinated into believing that that's okay. You can undervalue yourself. It's just sex. Yeah, but it's more than that. Even it's 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 a basic statement about our moral fiber as a as a culture. I yeah, think. you know how many, how many of those women that that Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever his name is um, abused, yeah, or assaulted or molested or whatever he did to him. Uh, we're doing it because he had power and he could get them something they wanted. That's so, the only way that he could get away so, with it. You know, they wanted to be an actress. They wanted to be famous. They wanted to, you know, to make the money that's attached in the fame and all that stuff. So they were willing to compromise. There isn't one of them that couldn't have, like nudged him in the, you know, vital area and kicked him in the jimmy. Yeah, whatever, and, and took off. You know, so. I'm not saying it's their fault. It's not. You know, that's that's definitely abuse of power. But but the equation is set up for that. You know, to give him the ability to do that. 
Yeah. Because he has something or he has the ability to deliver something that they want. Yeah. And, you know, what you're talking about is on a much lower level, but it's it's the same thing. You're, yeah, it's a good way to put it. People undervalue themselves. Yeah. And that's what's, and that's terrifying to me. That really is because if you're willing, if you're willing to do the something something for some, mm-hmm. for twenty percent off your entire purchase, well, what else are you willing to do? Well, there's yeah, there's all kinds of different whores. Yeah, and it was when you compromise your values to get something you want. That's basically what it is. You're you're whoring yourself out. Yeah. You know? How, how many women have Oscars on their mantle right now because they said yes to Harvey Weinstein? Hard to say. I don't know. You know, I know there's a lot of people that came out and um, there, there's a few, I don't want to say a lot, but there's a few people that sort of defended him out of the gate. Sure. Um, because I guess he had them in some kind of grip. You know? oh, well, yeah. And then when they realized it was turning into like a movement, Exactly. It wasn't just one or two people. It was a huge. They kind of yeah. totally reversed their, yeah. their statement. Yeah. Their statements. Sorry, Ben Affleck. Could, <laughs> Sorry, Matt Damon. We have pictures well, that, of you with underage hookers here. Donna Karen too, the uh, the designer. She yeah. She was looking like she was going to take a big hit on her clothing designs and stuff. So she she reversed her statement that she sort of came out defending him originally. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe that's what it takes. Just it's just power of numbers. And the thousand dollar question is, what else are you willing to do? If you're willing to do that, what else are they willing to do? Hard to say. Yeah. You know, people, some people will do anything. That, that gets us down to a really, really dark, dark territory. Those are some really dark rabbit tunnels. They are down there. Are. You know, luckily, the I think the I would have to hope the majority of the people will only go so far to get what they want right you know they won't totally sell their soul but yeah some people will absolutely and that's the kind of people that these predators prey on yeah that's what that's what it is well i'm gonna i'm gonna jump tracks on you for for a second or we're gonna switch to the other topic before we take a break and 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 do our big show um our our quasi annual show on the jfk assassination um, National Geographic released last night news about um, one of the one of the pyramids in Giza has a, a a large vacancy inside of it. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that on the news. Huge, it's giant the emptiness. News last night. They're they're saying that it could be some key to how the pyramids were constructed, but I don't I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, truthfully, it's a big chamber that's. Yeah, have not been discovered before, I guess. Exactly. And of course, my th- <laughs> my curiosity is a little piqued. What's in there? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, of course. And, and how are we going to explore that big, huge, empty chamber? How are we going to get in there? Are we going to send drones in there or? I don't know how they discover it. I don't, I, they didn't really get into. They didn't elaborate. The I saw was just brief um, acknowledgement of it. Yeah, they didn't really get into the details. Of it. But it reminded me of our show. That, into. But it reminded me of our show that we did on the pyramids. And I and I thought to myself, hey, if, if you know, if we knew what we know now, would we have done that show differently? I think the obvious answer is yes. Well, yeah. If we if there's something there that we didn't that's been unknown. Yeah. You know, for whatever. Either way. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of almost le- always leaned toward 
the pyramids being constructed in some kind of metaphysical fashion. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to nine million Egyptians raising up these, you know, hundred ton stones or whatever they are, you know. Uh, that just seems illogical to me. No, uh, no. You know, using, you know, traditional thinking was they used ramps and they pulled them up ramps and stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, you don't, I don't, you're I don't not buying that. I'm not buying that. No. Sorry. No. And the fact that they're cut with surgical precision so that there's, you can't barely get a uh, thickness of paper between the stones. I mean, come on. I'm not buying that what either. What do you do yeah. with crude tools? That's, no. Yeah. The, tool, the tools that we know of that the Egyptians had are clearly not capable of doing that. No. You know, it would it would have taken a thousand years to for on each block to do that with those kind of tools. Right. I mean that's my rough estimation, but you know, I mean it's just that's just irrational to me. It's a little hyperbole yeah. to prove the point. It would have so taken a I'm, very I'm hoping long that time. there's something in that chamber that gives some indication of what actually took place the, py- the pyramid is nothing more than a giant garage for somebody's flying saucer <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be cool I, I could, i'd like that actually that would be i'd love to find something in there you know so we're gonna take a break and uh, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna, i just want to close out with a little segue from this um section to the next one is that if you know george george hw is is 92 and he's still still grabbing young girl's butts yeah but he still can't remember where he was on november 22nd 1963. <laughs> how could that be how could that be you remember where you I were i remember exactly where i was exactly i remember exactly the room i was in the teacher i had the kid that was sitting next to me when it came over the loudspeaker that the yeah. president had been you know i can remember every detail i remember uh, and yeah you know, he can't seem to remember that that's it's kind of odd. I remember when I was a kid in 1973, they were doing a news special on the 10th anniversary anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And I ran into the kitchen to tell my mom, 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 Kennedy, President Kennedy's dead. <laughs> that's, that's when she had you examined her. <laughs> uh, the first time. <laughs> the first time, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Battling daily whip fever? Sadly, there is no cure, only treatment. More whips. This podcast is brought to you by the Trinity Whip Company, proudly bringing you traditionally made kangaroo whips with top quality craftsmanship in form as well as function, handcrafted by Blake Brunning. You can find them at www.trinitywhipco.com and on the Metaphysical Connection main page. Okay, so you re- you remember when um, the movie JFK by Oliver Stone was released? Oh yes, I do. You remember that? Oh yeah. And I was, th- and this was before I was a, a full blown um, conspiracy th- factualist. I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist anymore. So you're only partially blown. And I went to see this movie, and it was just like it really sort of opened my eyes to that there were some really weird things going on that it was really made me stop and think why is it that the government is trying so hard to bamboozle us into believing all of this nonsense when a lot of people a lot of intelligent people are saying no that can't be true it, that that could not have happened like that when you apply when you apply pure logic to all of this 
there's absolutely no way that you could look at this and say Oswald acted alone. The th for me, there's one name that is synonymous with BS, and that is the Manlicker Kirkano rifle that uh, Oswald allegedly used to kill the president. And according to so many gun experts out there, the Manlicker Kirkano, the Italian-made rifle, was such a horrible was, was such a horrible gun. Um, so many people had said that this is this is the gun that cost the Italians the war in World War Two. Um, I thought it was Russian. Manlicher Carcano? No, it's an Italian-made oh, Russell. Italian. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I thought that was Russian, but anyway. And there was a, and there were a lot of there's a lot of inconsistencies. Like the thing is, is that they forget to tell you that they found at least two rifles in the book d depository mm -hmm. the day Kennedy was shot. They found a Mauser, a German-made Mauser assassin's rifle on the opposite end of the building yeah i didn't know that you didn't know that no i didn't know that there was also a a, a standard I issue i maybe had heard something about that one time but they also they also <laughs> found and they also found a shotgun on the roof of the uh, book depository that very same day so i have to ask the question why would if they were going to in fact plan a rifle Right. That supposedly was the assassination weapon. Why why would they plant that weapon if it's such a horrible piece of Because they the, the photograph that we have here from Life magazine that you gave me a year ago mm -hmm. with Lee Harvey, that's a that's a that's a man liquor Kirkano rifle in that picture. Yeah, I know, but I've heard that that's photoshopped. Exactly. Yeah. It was photoshopped before it was Photoshop. Well, whatever you wanted to call it back then, yeah, it was. Is that it was, true? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, look, look at, look at his face. It looks like it's high noon. Mm -hmm. Look at, the, look at the how the shadow was falling on Lee Harvey's so face. So you think they put his head on that body? Yeah, or, I do. Or they put the rifle in his hand? No, I think that they put his face on somebody else's body. Yeah, I look, guess that could be. Look at, look at how, at it, look yeah. at how the shadow is falling behind him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Like, like it's early in the afternoon, right? Right. Around two or three right. in the afternoon. If you know anything, if you've ever, if you've ever drawn or painted a picture, and you've ever paid attention to the shadows, yeah, well, it's important. You have that's to, an important you have, you detail. Have to do that, yeah, absolutely. And look at the, look at the proportions of his head to the rest of his body. Yeah, it and, does. It does look so. And look away. and look at look at the picture quality of his of his face compared to the rest of the body. Yeah. That looks like it's taken with a different film stock or different exposures. Okay, I'll as, go with that. As I, somebody, I don't know that much about that kind of as, stuff. As somebody who's take who's taken a lot of photographs yeah. and somebody who's played in well, Photoshop, yeah, you've done a lot. lot. You've done a lot of graphic arts kind of stuff, so you would have a, a better knowledge of that. That's one of the first things. If you're going to manipulate a photograph, unless it was just a joke and you have five minutes, you wouldn't even think twice about. Right. Right. So it's well, then of course that was back in the early '60s. So they certainly didn't have any as much sophisticated. No, absolutely they didn't not. Have software and stuff like that for for now. Know, computers yeah, computers then. Now, I mean, now I could probably do a better job with yeah, that. Yeah, probably than, you probably could. Yeah. Do I want to? <laughs> I don't think so. I could superimpose, superimpose my my own face on that body. <laughs> Does that, that would that, that would that make me the killer then? I, I might. Yeah, I might make you the, the that would end the conspiracy. Yeah. 
Eric did it. Know that Eric did it. Somehow Eric was right. able to travel back in time. <laughs> to went, a through, date. went through a time portal. Exactly. So back in the, to 63. And there's these other details that people just refuse to even think about at all. Because the thing is that across the street in Daly Plaza, there's a county jail. I don't know why the county jail was on the top floor. I mean, is that to prevent people from escaping? But there are people who were saying that there was a, there was a black man who was a spotter and a white man who was holding the rifle. And then there are other people who all everybody who was on the ground on Daisy on Daily Plaza they heard the shots. They saw the fl- the flash of light. Mm-hmm. They smelled the gun smoke coming behind the wooden fence on top of the grassy knoll that separated Daily Plaza from uh, the parking lot to the rail yard right behind it. Right. Lee Bowers witnessed two people who were standing at, at that same location behind the picket fence. He heard the, 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 the gunshots and he saw the smoke. And this guy died a couple of days or weeks after giving his testimony about what he saw. In, 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 he, apparently, he was run off the road and plowed into a bridge abutment before his car uh, Gee, I wonder how that happened. How the, how the hell did that happen? That's quite a coincidence. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear that the their shots came from three different directions. At least three different directions. And, and um, you know, the fact that they didn't really let anybody uh, openly examine Kennedy's body. No. Um, is is to me pretty pretty clear evidence that something was fishy about that whole thing let's 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 grab a doctor who has no experience yeah with autopsies let's have him do the most important autopsy ever in american history ever yeah and and totally you know they 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 probably totally put some kind of pressure on him oh absolutely there's evidence of that to keep him from saying what he saw there's evidence of that as well what he what he really observed the whole the whole thing about the uh the limo that that Kennedy was riding in. Why send that that Lincoln back to Detroit and have it stripped and rebuilt, right? And not let the investigators see it, right? And and not keep that as a piece of evidence, evidence and and history. Why not sequester that car somewhere? It should be in the Smithsonian or something. Something like that it should have never been touched, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. And and there's 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 all these other things where it was just like why is it that the secret why was the secret service allowed to go out carousing and drink and hang out until three four o'clock in the morning how is it that so many members of the secret service on JFK's detail were actually seen at um, Jack Ruby's strip club ja- the carousel right right. Getting drunk on their ass. I could keep saying this over and over again. I know, it's crazy. And and, uh, several of the agents apparently reported that they asked if they needed extra, um, you know, extra help or extra people to, on the, on the detail. Yeah. And they were told to stand down. Exactly. So. The local military base was told to stand down. Yeah. The base commander reported saying that he, you know, he had been told under no circumstances, we have this covered, stand so, down. So you have to start thinking that this is an incredibly elaborate plan that's, yeah. that, that these people came up with. I mean, it's in some cases, if it wasn't so evil, I, yeah. mean, I, I, I don't use that term lightly, but I really think it was evil. 
at work. It, it, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a brilliant plan and cover up. And the, and the whole thing was extremely well thought out, uh, beginning with utilizing Oswald. Except, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for my money, Oswald was was. And I think it's, I think, and I'm hoping that it's going to come out in these new documents that are recently right. released, which we're going to get to in a few minutes, I think, um, is that Oswald was clearly a CIA operative. Yeah. And, and this whole background was kind of set up. I'm not saying he was, he was um, programmed necessarily to do, to, to be the, the patsy, the, the pawn yeah. in this, this whole game, this whole chess game. But I do think that he was, conditioned early on yeah. to do something and he was just you know they just had him waiting to to be the guy that would be yeah the the, the patsy as he said he was right and i i don't know how much he knew or didn't know that's 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 difficult that's the to scary say. thing is is that's that difficult to say well the thing is is that there's more than according to all these records there's more than one lee harvey oswald well that's another whole way to look at it too one of the, yeah i don't know about that either one of the things is that somebody claiming to be lee harvey oswald showed up to the russian embassy in mexico city mm. and said i have to speak to a guy who was a kgb agent who was responsible for clandestine soviet activity right. in latin and south america mm-hmm. and apparently this guy claiming to be lee harvey oswald had spoke broken russian horrible russian Whereas people have also come forward and say that Lee Harvey Oswald spoke fluent Russian. And how? Well, he, he lived in Russia for how many years? I don't know. His wife was Russian. Right. He, she came over, back over here with him. And the fact that he defected and then came back again. Yeah. You know, is, is a whole weird thing. You know, I, I read a book. I can't remember the title of it right now. Where the guy was making the case that Oswald was mind controlled very early on and, he, yeah. he was put in a like a reform school kind of mk thing. yeah which and, may uh, may or may not have ties to um mk ultra well it's got some kind of ties to to the cia or something because they were using drugs to mind control young people i think they were they were creating mind controlled operatives right um uh, you know early very early on in his life i think he was like 13 14 something like something that. like that and uh, the doctor that worked with him, she was a psychi- psychiatrist, I think. Yeah. Actually testified at the at the Warren Commission trial. Yeah. Um, they didn't get much out of her, I don't think, but you know, probably because they put the squeeze on her. But right. She she was part of some kind of program. Right. To do that kind of thing, probably CIA. There's a, there's MK a, Ultra probably same thing that was in the that happened to the Unabomber. Yeah, Ted Gazinsky. Yeah. And it was, there are a lot of things where it's like, and a, and a lot of people admit to saying that they saw Lee Harvey Oswald in these different locations when apparently he was living in Dallas. Um, well, he was in New Orleans, right? He was in New was Orleans. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a trail that where he was obviously in New Orleans. He disappeared for a couple of weeks. He right, showed or- up in Dallas. New Orleans is a big, um, has a big role in this. Yes, which is why Garrison got onto the the, the guy that um, Oliver Stone made the movie movie JFK yes. about. That's how Jim. Garrison got onto it because he was a he was the um, I guess the attorney. Yeah, he was uh, the attorney. Yeah, he was. I think he was the attorney general or district attorney in for, for New Orleans. For right? New Orleans, and he started seeing all these connections, and he was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" You know, 
There's a lot of really weird connections to this. Well, well, one of the things is that you have former FBI operative Guy Bannister from mm-hmm. Chicago. Right. He who, was all over this. He was he, all he, over he this. He was all over it. And it was, I can't remember his, his buddy's you know he name. he had to be a CIA operative. Right, exactly. And the thing is, is that um, Guy Bannister reportedly had um, an office in downtown New Orleans where it was a, it was it was the it was the office and the and the reach out center for operation mongoose which right. was um which was had had a training facility in a university in southern florida to um send people into as former cuban um citizens back to cuba cuba as armed guerrilla soldiers mm-hmm. to take over cuba from the Castro's regime. Right. Guy Bannister was all over that. You cannot deny the fact that Guy Bannister was not a part of Operation Mongoose. Right. And it was just like, we're talking about the CIA shelling out millions of dollars to this retired, washed up FBI agent from Chicago who who had <laughs> had two business fronts in New Orleans and funneling money to this this training ground mm-hmm. for black ops guerrilla warfare in cuba right doesn't that they actually supposedly the the cuban operation that um was intended to take out castro is is the group that they employed for the kennedy operation because they they had all these people in place and and that they they were never utilized yeah and um Nixon had some some hand in that too. He he was he was one of the recruiters, I think, for that. Yeah, exactly. So he had he had reason to want Kennedy gone too, because Kennedy whipped his ass in the elections. Well, apparently, you know, the Kennedy family stole the election from well, Nixon. Well, that's true. That's true. And Nixon, I mean, you know, they, they bought bought the election basically. And I've read several books on um, on Nixon. I've read several biographies on Nixon. And one thing is absolutely, totally, perfectly clear about Nixon is that Nixon was paranoid after the 1960 election. And then he was even more paranoid after Kennedy's assassination. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unusual things about Nixon that people tend to forget. Um, And then there was the secret meeting. We're jumping way ahead here when I say this. Allegedly, Nixon had a secret meeting with Bobby Kennedy in Sacramento the day before the the um, California primary. Mm-hmm. And the two of them had a gentleman's agreement. No matter what happens in the election, if Nixon wins, Bobby Kennedy will help out Nixon. If Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy wins, he'll, he'll, he'll bring in Richard Nixon to get to the bottom of what happened on the day JFK was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was going to happen. Almost 24 hours later, Kennedy was assassinated. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. And the thing is that it was just like and the and here's the thing. So that was a real gentleman's agreement, huh? Yeah, I'm sure Nixon knew that was gonna happen. You don't think you don't think that Nixon I mean Nixon had said, Listen, we gotta get to the bottom of this because this is what I mean, all I want to know. I want the people (laughs) to know what happened. He was at the bottom. Why would he want to get to the bottom of it? I don't know. You think yeah he had a he had a role in it. I think he was playing two ends against the middle, to be honest with you. He had some role in it, I think. Um he he wasn't a major player, I don't think, but he was he was involved. Right. So getting to the Kennedy files that had been released, the JFK assassination files that were 
promised us since 1992. 20, 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. They promised that they were and, going to. And, you know, the, referencing the JFK movie, that's what led to That's that. what, this is what led to it. So, if nothing else, that's a major accomplishment that that movie. Right. Or a major effect that that movie had. So I, I I really applaud Oliver Stone for Oliver for, Stone you know, did for, I think and I also think he should do another follow up to that yeah, movie as well. That makes him an American hero in my eyes. Yeah. yeah. So here we are, and and uh, the day the, the the files were supposed to be released, and I had the day off from the local hardware store where I'm working part time, and I was sitting in my office and. Um, waiting for the documents to drop i kept refreshing all of the pages waiting for something to drop and by, it, by the way we had to bring in uh 200 pounds of ice <laughs> to, to pack eric in just to just to get him his body temperature low enough to do, to do the show today because i knew we we're going to be talking about these files i was going to spontaneously combust <laughs> and what surprised me is that um Donald Trump is is saying all the files were released. Everything is out there. You can read everything now. And then it turns out, no, <laughs> there's still <laughs> there's like 800 pages, somewhere between pages. 800 and 2000 right. pages. But he that says they're going to be released. too. So we'll they're going to be released in six months. We'll yeah. And after, after they got done blocking everything out. Oh, exactly. Right. Getting all the getting all the names redacted and whatnot. The, the, the redaction team on that. But the thing is, is that one of the great things about this document dump is that so black out, black out everything but the prepositions. Exactly. <laughs> but one of the great things is in all of these document dumps is that a lot of conspiracy theories are not debunked. They're proven. They're, they're, now they're conspiracy. They're no longer conspiracy theories. Now they're conspiracy law. And the, one of the first ones that really shook people to the core was the CIA had an a several elaborate plots to kill Castro, mm-hmm. including um, using well, that's no surprise using the mistress that will play in later in, into into this um, to go back with with their love child and try and kill Castro. <laughs> so, as a warning, guys, be careful. Be careful who you hang out with, and be careful who you sleep with, because you never know. Be careful whose love child you have. Exactly. So there was all these elaborate plots by the CIA to do a 9-11 in Miami, Florida, set off some bombs, kill a couple of American citizens, and then use that false flag operations as an excuse to go to war with Cuba. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar? Mm, Yeah, it does. What does that sound like to you? Very very familiar. It sounds like, you know, these things have been happening for many many years now i mean that's what hitler used yeah and uh, you know it's it's a pretty common approach to it's, it's like the old shell game you know look over here when you, so you can't look over here and see what's really going on and find somebody to blame it on that you can put put find put fi- a name to it find yeah. some good brown people that you can blame that on yeah, right. i mean that and that's that's kind of disgusting but apparently his mistress martina lorez who will play very prominently later on in, in, in the show. Castro's mistress. Castro's mistress. Yeah. She will play a role in, in all of this later on. So, and then, of course, we have the actual um, li- other list of false flag operations that the CIA have performed all over the country. And 
do we even want to talk about Iran? Do we want to talk nah, about I mean, Iran? It's off topic. Let's let's st- let's stay with JFK. But the thing is, Iran, I, I, what they did in Iran, and how that they dispo- deposed a, a democratically elected leader, put in the Shah of Iran. Mm-hmm. The Iranians got ticked off at us, and then they put in the Ayatollah to sort of like rub it in our faces. And well, who's really in charge now? Right. That's a, that's a CIA black op right there. It happened in look France. How that turned out. Look at look at look at what happened in France in the fifties and sixties. Spain, mm-hmm. um, Greece, the Portugal, all these um, Middle Eastern countries, Latin America, South America. A lot of this is lays at the feet of the CIA. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's true, and that's one of the reasons why American America is reviled in so many places it's not yeah i mean it it may sound un-american but it's (laughs) un-american it's un-american to say that their behavior is un-american how do they get away with that you know that's that's what i there's no there's no oversight on what they they just do what they do you know just no american people don't have any say in what they do they just they're untouchable basically you have no idea what your government is doing this week so let's get back to kennedy um that's where i was going with so the the thing is that you know kennedy had so many connections to things that um, ended up being, cre- you know, what created his fate. Right. Um, one, one of the things that I discovered is that he was connected to James Forrestal. Yeah, let's talk about James Forrestal um, for a second. Who was an, a really important figure in, in the way this whole kind of thing went. He, he, Kennedy was actually recruited by him when he was a congressman to, yep. be, to be on his staff. Yep. I'm not sure that Kennedy actually ever worked for her, him or with him, but they became friends anyway. So, so Forrestal is um, part of was part of Majestic Twelve, right? That the people that were sort of in charge of overseeing the the UFO and the alien question, and, and that was kind of what they were charged yeah. with. So, Kennedy, when when Kennedy became president. Forrestal sort of went rogue on that um, and and decided he wanted to divulge what um, Majestic 12 knew about the alien question right. of UFOs and supposedly told Kennedy about all the stuff that he knew. And Kennedy actually, at some point, told um, Marilyn Monroe that he had seen alien bodies and, yeah. and aliens and UF and um, flying saucers and that kind of thing. And after they had their falling out, Marilyn and the Kennedy boys, yeah, uh, you know, Kennedy was not a, a, a knight in white satin either. He was, he was not a nice he, guy. He, no, he was, well, you know, I, I don't know about being a nice guy, but he, he certainly had some moral issues, a horn dog. Term, which, which he learned, you know, at his father's side, his, right. his father was a womanizer and he took up the, Took up the torch after Joe, I guess. Couldn't couldn't do that anymore. So anyway, so so Marilyn told um, at a at a party, I guess she was drinking or something, and she told Car- Dorothy Kilgallen about this. Right, and Dorothy Kilgallen also has a huge part in this as well. Well, th- guess what? <laughs> they both ended up dead. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. And, you know, they they. I don't know. I don't know how they made Dorothy Kilgallen look like she died. I think they. Uh, they made it look like a suicide because she took some medications and alcohol. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. 
So they both ended up dead yeah. as a result of that. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. Who, sleeping pills and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so so Forrestal, um, after after coming out and saying that he was going to start the vault, well, he didn't come out publicly, I don't think, but he, he talked to, I guess, the other guys on, on Majestic 12 yeah. and said, you know, I want to become clean with the American people and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, guess where, where did he end up? I think that uh, Bethesda Naval Hospital. He took a giant leap of faith. <laughs> you could say that. And the, the some say he was the, pushed. Well, but okay. well the, the the thing is that he was put in this uh, Bethesda Naval Hospital. Um, now, now the the thing is that I think the Navy is the conduit for right. for all of this intelligence stuff. Right. And he was not allowed to see any. There was no visitors. Even his priest. Yeah. He was he was um, pretty devout Catholic. Yeah. Priests couldn't get in, nobody, um, except for Majestic 12 members. Yes. Right. And who do you think went to see him the day before his his untimely death? Jack? No. Who? LBJ. LBJ. LBJ was a was not a Majestic 12 member, but he was he was sort of an underling at that point. He knew where the bodies were buried at least. Well, he you know, he was he was part of majestic 12 right he was he was a like a secondary right um he wasn't one of the 12 he was but he, he was, was one of the secondary players he was so i think he went to um bethesda naval hospital and visited um Forrestal and told him the bad news that you know not it's not going to work out well for you no no and um the, oddly enough the the day that he big heavy black quotes on this yeah committed suicide his right. brother was supposed to pick him up yes yeah, so i do out. yeah i do remember reading that uh, but, uh, jim mars wrote about that yeah as but well. he, he took a dive off of a 16th floor or something yeah um supposedly yep you know but there's a lot of people that witnessed had some kind of witnessing of it and said that it, it was not suicide he, he actually got thrown off the right. out of the building so so there you go so Kennedy had this knowledge that you know that Forrestal had shared with him. So that was one of the pieces that yeah. you know was not not ended up not being a good thing for Kennedy. No. Um, so so that's a, that's a pretty interesting whole part of it, I think. You know? Yeah. And then you have the whole thing about Kennedy breaking ranks with the um, with NASA and or the beginnings of nasa anyway and uh, he he supposedly had a meeting at some point with lbj yep and um werner von braun yeah and and told them that he was not on board with their vision of what nasa was going to do he actually wanted to he actually wanted to start his own space program what a joint mission between the americans and the soviets right. to the moon. and he, he actually talked to khrushchev about that and they had yeah. an agreement and he told the cia that he wanted them to um honor that agreement at least in terms of the space project and he had a threefold plan he wanted to go to the moon um develop anti-gravity technology yeah uh to get to the moon yeah and and figure out what's on the moon what kind of technology is there that's left over from either from ancient alien visitation or from ancient earth civilization visitation right what kind of technology is there and then he wanted to have um the next stage would be to colonize mars and um and beyond some of the, yeah some of the moons of of jupiter i think 
So he had a really big plan going. He was a real know, space right? cadet. He was he, really he was out a, there. Kennedy was was a brilliant guy. He yeah. was a really brilliant guy. And uh, you know those plans, of course, didn't didn't work out. Because so, Kennedy, so a, the, my, what, the point I was getting to is that um, there's there's a whole Operation Paperclip connection to this. Huge, too. yeah. Werner von Braun is one of the pieces. He's the most um, famous recipient of Operation Paperclip. Yes, he was. He was one of. He was in tight with Disney too. Yeah, no okay. we're referencing Disney. Or, we're referencing past shows. Yeah, yeah. So. So there's, so there's so there's that whole connection, yeah. You know, um, and I I think that's where NASA is involved in all this. They, they didn't, they wanted to stop Kennedy from um, they were going to doing what he wanted to do because they were going to lose a lot of money if Kennedy oh, decided. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. They were going to lose a lot of funding. So I mean. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's a huge thing to digest. We could end the show on that. Well, and, and another thing, Kennedy said, Kennedy knew the CIA, what they were up to. Right. He said he wanted to splinter them into a thousand pieces. So which he, wanted, is, he wanted to disband the CIA. Which is, which is why I brought up Iran uh, a couple of minutes ago, mm -hmm. because, he, because he looked at, I, mean, I, I use Iran for an example. It may right. not be the one thing that broke, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but there were a lot of things where it's like, we went in. I mean, there, there are countries in Africa, like the Congo. There are all these countries that are in disarray today. Niger. Africa, Africa, the entire continent of Africa, with the exception of maybe South Africa, is in absolute total disarray mm -hmm. because of the CIA. Yeah, no doubt. So what do you say to that? You, so you look at a guy who looked at this and America was becoming, we were becoming everything that we said we hated about the Soviet Union. Did you ever hear the Warren Zevon song, Roll in the Headless Thompson Gunner? Yeah. <laughs> might be a good bumper song. That, that might be a good bumper song. So so the thing is, is it, ah, see, now we're, now we're, now this is where, if you don't believe this is convoluted yet, and you're able to follow everything that we've said so far, congratulate yourself. Things are going to get even weirder. J. Edgar Hoover. Do we talk about J. Edgar Hoover and his pronouncements to um, the FBI, his all the agents in the FBI and the CIA? And he said, we absolutely have to get it through the American public's head that Oswald acted alone. Did we did we already cover that? I, I don't know. I think we've mentioned it. We mentioned it. That's important. It's a it's a it's a huge thing, because as soon as Bobby Kennedy found out that his brother was dead. Mm -hmm. He called Hoover and said, did you guys have anything to do with this? Which is a weird thing for Bobby Kennedy to ask J. Edgar Hoover. Well, especially since he, expecting he was going to get a straight answer. Exactly. And then J. Edgar Hoover had known almost immediately after the assassination that it was Lee Harvey Oswald, who they already had in custody, apparently, but they didn't. They knew it was they knew it was Lee Harvey Oswald almost immediately after it happened, which kind of like leaves a lot of us scratching our heads. Whereas, how, how do you know that? And the thing is, is it was there any investigation yet? Was there any were there any other arrests made? Did, did you turn up his house where he was living upside down yet? How do you how do you know that it was only one guy did you know that they had found more than one one rifle in in the in the book depository? Did you know that? What about all the witnesses who claim to have heard, seen, and smelled 
the evidence coming out of behind the the wooden picket fence and the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. How 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 could J Edgar J Edgar Hoover know that without all the evidence? Well, there's in only yet? one clear answer to that: is that they knew it because it was a it was a plot. It wasn't it wasn't a random act of a lone gunman. I'm sorry, it's just not possible. Just not possible. How could you know that? So it it makes right. no sense. Right. So another another thing of note that came out of the the JFK files that were released. Um. British newspaper received a mysterious call minutes before the JFK assassination. British paper got an anonymous call just before the assassination. uh, assassination. Memo from the CIA to the FBI says a senior reporter at at the Cambridge Evening News was told to call the American embassy for some, quote, big news. And this happened 30 minutes before the assassination. Somebody tipped off the British press. 30 minutes before the assassination on that very same day. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. What the hell is that all about? I don't know. It's hard to say. The whole thing is, is so convoluted and complicated, which I think is exactly what the way they wanted it to be. You know, the more alleys there are to go down that are blind alleys, the better it is. That's 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 the way they structured it. To, to come off that way. Um, you know, n- another group in this that we, we haven't really talked about very much is is the role of the elite in this. Um, their, their little game was, Kennedy sort of challenged their little game they have going on too. There was a, there's a, there's a whole strand of this about how did, how did Oswald get the job in the book depository? That's one of the biggest questions I have. And how did he know to bring a rifle to work that day? <laughs> well, and did, and, did, sorry, and, and, and did he really bring a rifle? You know, we, we don't know. I mean, he had a package that he said had curtain rods in it. Maybe he really did. You know, I don't know why he would bring curtain rods to work. But I think it was all a pro. I think he was programmed to perform all these actions that would lead to him looking like the assassin. I think that was all preplanned. And, um, you know, the guy that he rode into work with said, oh, yeah, he had a package with, he said, was curtain rods. It could have been a rifle. Well, maybe it was a rifle. Maybe it wasn't. Exactly. Well, I don't know why somebody would bring cur- curtain rods to work anyway, but that doesn't make something sense. Something to do with, like. Did he have an explanation for that? He's going to put some, had something had something to do with his wife, I gather. Oh, I don't know. It, it, it really doesn't matter that much, I guess. But, but, the, but the whole thing is. Um, you know, he, he had talked, and I think Oswald was a pretty bright guy. Yeah. I don't think he was a, a, a moron. Right. He had talked about working for NASA. Yeah. So, you know, if he was wanting to work for NASA or could potentially have worked for NASA, doing what, I don't know, why would he take a job at a book depository stock, stacking boxes? He was, he was a, it doesn't even make sense. He, he was a radar operator. He was a he was a radar systems operator. That's what he did in the military. That's what he did in the military yeah, before yeah. he defected to the Soviet Union. Yeah. What the hell is somebody who is a train who who is trained in high tech? When did he go to the um, Soviet Union? What was the date? Just on before that? Gary Powers had gotten shot down, a lot of people that was had, in the fifties. Was it wasn't the fifties? It must no, have been the late fifties. So. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to look at the time frame on this. How how soon after Kennedy got elected that they start that they realized that he was going to need to be taken out? I think it started pretty quickly. I think what with JFK with and, JFK, yeah. I think and and where the where they began to work Oswald into that whole equation. My personal feeling with all of this is I don't think that they intended Kennedy to steal the election. I think that Kennedy. Kennedy was probably the last person who was elected to office who was not handpicked by the oligarchs here in the United States. Right. And the thing is, is that Nixon was already ready to go to do whatever they told him to do, whatever he asked them to do. He was all set up. He and when Nixon did not get into office and Kennedy started to do all these things like he did not give the air support the cia requested for the bay of pigs invasion right and that was one of the reasons why the cia had you know had such a grudge against him against him it was it was the bay of pigs invasion and then the cuban missile crisis let them down that's left them left them with just one thing in their hand which wasn't good curtis lemay (laughs) came right out and said that i mean we should have just nuked them when we had the chance because there was a big, huge Soviet-American uh, missile deficit where it's like we out- outnumbered their atomic weapons, like something like a thousand to one or something ridiculous. It was like this ridiculous number. And Curtis LeMay did not care. He did not care one bit if we lost Washington, D.C., New York City, Miami, Florida, all the eastern seaboard cities he didn't care as long as we won the he war was nuts he was crazy he was certifiably he was nuts crazy, yeah look if washington dc gets obliterated <laughs> you're going down too <laughs> curtis right did, did, did kennedy um did, did kennedy throw him out of uh did he do something with curtis lemay curtis Le, curtis lemay was he neutralized him somehow somehow but it was but it was alan dulles who he fired we, Alan Alan yeah. Dulles was fired well, by yeah. Kennedy. Here's another whole strand um, with the. Where I was I was starting to talk about the um, the oligarchs of the elite yeah. being connected to this. Well, there was a woman that um, th- this is kind of a hazy thing, but she she was connected to um, Bell the Bell Company. The Bell Helicopter? Bell Helicopter, yeah. Right. She was married to one of the executives or something. And she said that she wanted to learn Russian. That was weird, yeah. Which is kind of weird. So she was introduced by, um, i trying to think of the guy's name. I, he's pretty clearly a CIA. Walt operative. has his own notes. I do. I'm trying, I just want to get his name right. It's uh, Guy DeMarshall. Okay. DeMarshall. He, he comes up a lot in the in the Oswald um, sphere. He was he was connected to them somehow. And he introduced this woman, Ruth Payne, um, who, who was married to, the, at one time, the, the guy that was the head of Bell Helicopter, um, to the Oswalds, to yes. ostensibly yeah. to learn Russian, yeah. which I think is a bunch of nonsense. So... They end up that whole connection is is what ended up getting Oswald the job at the book depository, which is which, weird. Which was very yeah very weird and very convenient. Yeah, and and they also apparently had that route planned for Kennedy's 
um, motorcade right. to take. So it would go by the, the book depository. But that had to be pretty far. I think that was not, he got the job at the book depository right. not too much, I think like in August before the assassination. So it wasn't, wasn't too much prior to that. But if he had the job in the book depository, what was he doing in Mexico in October? If that, if if in fact that was if him. that was him, if that, that could have been some kind of a smokescreen too. Because if you try and do the timeline, a lot of people have come out and said this. If you try and work out Oswald's timeline using all the information right. handy, right. there's a lot of overlapping. Mm-hmm. How could he be in Mexico City? And working at the book suppository at the same day, right. there was, I mean, not using, I'm using that as, as, as an example, that's hyperbole and all like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of instances where, how is it that, and, and Oswald was apparently in three places at three different times, according to different eyewitnesses. The whole thing about like, in, in, there was a shooting range, I can't remember where it was, but Oswald was, was seen working that day. Mm-hmm. At his at his job, and there was somebody who claimed that he was Lee Harvey Oswald, who was at a gun range talking about how he wanted to kill that 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 pig Kennedy. How do you figure that? It's hard hard to imagine. I, I don't but understand. It, I guess the point is that there was a lot of fingers on the trigger or triggers. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that were had had a lot to gain by seeing Kennedy go away. Um, the 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 elite class is one of them. Yeah. You know? They, their their game was jeopardized by what Kennedy was. You know, he wanted to um, he wanted to do with a, a, at least take some a good portion of the power away from the Federal Reserve. Oh, exactly. Executive you know, order. He, he printed it. Wanted to have his own money printed by the Treasury, which he did. Which actually. he did. Um, executive order one 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 zero. Is that what was, it was auditing the Fed? Mm. He wanted to have the Fed audited, and he wanted you know he. Open the doors. That directly affects the elite. That's their that's their power structure. Exactly. That's where that comes from. So you know they had a, they had a reason to to do that. So so that whole series of events where he he got the job at the book depository and it was it was a total setup. It was exactly it was set up ahead of time. I mean, you look. The thing is that it was just you look at everything that Kennedy was trying to do in his first term in office. Mm-hmm. He really tried to turn everything upside down and put it right side up. And I mean, from look at what he tried to do with 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 NASA, Soviet American relations. Um, geez, reached out to China. I think he wanted he wanted to revamp the space program with a joint um, a, pro, a program with mm-hmm. the Soviet Union. He wanted to break up the CIA because of all the clandestine stuff that they were doing. Um, Federal Reserve, you wanted to put the power of printing money back into the Treasury. I think that he, um, this is pure speculation on my part, did he want to get us back on the gold standard? Or uh, that I don't know. I have never, not ever heard There were a that. ton of things where it was just like, well, he, he was, was a really smart guy. He was running around peeing in everybody's Cheerios. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it was. And that's what, and that's where it got him. Yeah. So that takes us to Mark Lane. Mark Lane mm. has written some of the greatest books, the quintessential books on the Kennedy assassination. If you are going to proclaim yourself to be an expert on the Kennedy assassination, you got to read Mark Lane without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the books that he wrote was plausible deniability. Right. And it is about his case with Anderson versus Liberty Library Incorporated, United States Supreme court, Anderson versus Liberty Library in 1986, um, which, um, 
was argued on December 3rd, 1995, and didn't get done until June 25th, 1986. So we're talking about maybe more than a year and a half, maybe? No, no, that's that's about six months, I think. Okay, I take that back. That was about six or seven months. So here, so the, one of the writers for um, a newspaper article, let me see if I can call this up real quick. Somebody had written a newspaper article about E. Howard Hunt, claiming that from this, from this Liberty Lobby magazine, um, said that, claimed that E. Howard Hunt was actually in, drove the caravan, the affirmation caravan between Miami to Dallas, mm-hmm. three car caravan with guns and money. And they stopped off at a, at a hotel. And one of the women that they had hired to bring the, um, to use this sort of like eye candy or, or bait or as a distraction was believe it or not, Castro's mistress. And I know this sounds really weird. Martina Lopez for Kennedy. I, for whatever reason, she was brought along as a distraction for something. Mm. That's what she said. And the thing is, is that E. Howard Hunt claimed that um, he was with his kids the entire weekend that JFK had been assassinated. He was assassinated on a, what, a Thursday or a Friday. And um, he claimed that he was with his kids at the house um, for 72 hours watching the television coverage. And there was no way that he could have been in Dallas. And um, he sued Liberty Lobby for defamation was, because was he watching that with George Bush. It might have been. He claimed that he was with his, his wife at the time before she had passed away. Mm. Um, well, there's some um, there's some thinking that she was actually killed. That's that's later on. Yeah, that's later on mm. in, in, in the story with E. Howard Hunt. Right, right. And the thing is, is that. Martina Lores is the first person to come forward and say, no, he was with I was with him and his three car caravan. She she thought there was only two cars, but turned out there was three. Mm-hmm. And they drove to a hotel outside of I'm sorry, a motel outside of Dallas. And they were handing out money and guns to these suspicious characters. And. During the midday on November 22nd, Kennedy was shot. And the thing is, is that Martina Lores had left early. She was she went back to Miami to be with her, her mom and, and her child, apparently her alleged love child with Fidel Castro. And the reason why she is such a prominent figure is that it turned out that she was a CIA informant. No, no. No surprise there. No surprise. I'm shocked. Shocked yeah. to find out yeah. that they would use. Well, you know, E. Howard Hunt is an interesting character character too because he right. turned up later on in the nixon watergate thing yeah you know he was part of that whole deal was he one of the burglars i think maybe or he was the guy who was in the howard johnson's motel or hotel across the street from watergate he was the one have you ever seen the the, the movie all the president's men yes he was the one with the binoculars okay. yeah. saying you know mm-hmm. on the on the walkie-talkie saying oh my god the police are coming and he was he was considered the bag man and his wife actually fled Washington, D.C. with a duffel bag full of hundred dollar bills that amounted to about ten thousand dollars. And she and everybody else who was on her flight died in a plane crash. And he was pretty sure that Nixon had something to do with he it. He felt like that. Yeah, he, he, he was pretty sure that she had been taken out. 
Exactly. Uh, the, the interesting thing is that his son, um, St. John, St. John Hunt, which is kind of an odd name, but yeah. um, apparently was at his father's side on his deathbed. Yes. And his father basically confessed to the whole to, thing, to the well, to a good portion of at the very least, he, he confessed that the CIA was behind Kennedy's assassination. Yeah, uh, he didn't. They really, he didn't it. really give a clear idea of what his role was, but he said that he was a minor. He, he called himself a bench warmer. <laughs> yes, uh, that, yes, that was his terminology, meaning yeah. that he had a secondary role in that. Yeah, he must have been pretty young then, I guess. That must have been right. Um, I don't know. He 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 probably was in his thirties, maybe then or something. I don't know. So he may not have been had a real high position in the cia at that point but he did say that it was a cia operation that he was involved in to some degree so you know as we've said before that people have no reason to lie when they know they're they're like on the verge of death right why would they why would they i mean unless you're delusional i mean but the thing is that there's no sign that he was suffering from dementia no his son said no son Son was pretty clear on that. There's yeah. a lot of interviews with his son. Right. Actually, I saw one. I was watching one last night, which he's done very recently. Um, I'm not sure who who Roger Stone is. He's connected oh, you to Trump. Oh, right? oh yeah, Roger Stone. Roger Stone was um, one of the original members of Creep, the committee to reelect the president. I'm not sure what what uh, what the what the um, anagram or the um uh, for creep is but yeah roger stone was well, a tr- he, i think he is one but yeah he was <laughs> a, a creep <laughs> yeah. roger but roger stone has also written some of the most definitive books on on nixon and lbj yes and yes. and the well, thi- lbj is a big was a big player in this he might have been the kingpin he may, he, he was yeah um well oliver stone believes that he actually orchestrated the whole thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if and and I agree, I tend to agree. Ro, I mean, Roger Roger Stone is one of the people who have written some of the definitive books on how LBJ was a part of the Kennedy assassination, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And what led LBJ to think that he could actually get away with this? Because L, I mean, LBJ dodged a couple of bullets all throughout his career. He had been charged multiple times with corruption and insider trading because he knew because as as the um, um, Senate. Let's see. Was he the Senate majority leader or was he I'm trying to figure he, out? I think he was I Senate think, majority. I think, leader. I think he was. He had a lot of power. Yeah. Before he was became vice president as a Senate majority leader. He had a lot of power and he knew you know a lot of the laws that were going to be passed and he knew which way the stock market was going to go according Mm -hmm. to how and he made millions of dollars when he was in in office oh no doubt and 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 his his wife lady bird johnson had uh owned a lot of stock she was holding a lot of stock from bell helicopter well there you go there's the connection yeah there There you go there's another thing and do you think it's a coincidence that kennedy got killed in texas and he was the uh, he was a Texas, the Texas senator. He he owned Texas, yeah. basically. Um, you know, there's there's another connection there that we didn't even talk about is the oil. Um, 
Kennedy wanted to take away, what was it, the oil depletion allowance, I yes, think? Yes, he did. Which was a huge amount of money in the Texas oil men's pocket. Oh, absolutely. You know, you got George Bush thrown in there, too, with that. He right. Was, he, he was connected with that. So, you know, do you think the fact that he got killed in Dallas is a coincidence? I'm shocked to believe I mean, that anybody would believe that at all. Johnson had the Dallas police force in his pocket, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he basically controlled Texas, you know? And Dallas was only one part of that. So, you know, the whole thing really starts to tie together. I mean, LBJ is really the, the hub of, you know, when you really start looking at it, everything sort of feeds into LBJ. Yeah. You know, in terms of being the person that really was the main player in the, in the whole thing, I think. You know, there, there's just so much stuff there that you, you know, his LBJ's mistress says, that she was at a party the night before the assassination with LBJ. Yeah. And she was sort of privy to the yeah. conversation. And, and she says that uh, George Bush was there, too. Yeah. Even though he can't remember, uh, apparently. Yeah. Um, and they were talking and laughing and saying, oh, you're going to get the bastard tomorrow, you know, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And He actually got in somebody's face saying, after tomorrow, they won't have... We won't have, Ken- we won't have the Kennedys to... Kick us around anymore. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Because, he, I mean, Kennedy pissed off a lot of people. Uh, yeah. But when you start looking at all the periphery things, it all it all ties together. Yeah. It really does. It's crazy. It's it's an amazing thing. There's just so many th- aspects of this. Yeah. The harder you look at it, the more you realize Oswald could not have done it all by himself. There's a lot of doubt that he actually did anything at all. Because... I, I think he was the setup guy. He, yeah. They... I think he was a mind mind control slave, um, and and they orchestrated the whole thing using him as the as the as, patsy. as he said the patsy. Yeah, that's what he said. He said it before they took him out. The thing that surprises me is that they didn't kill him. I mean, they did, but right, but sooner. Jack Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. I I think somehow he got he escaped initially right after the shooting all the people all the people who claim to have spotted him well he had an encounter with that police officer well um, if it right. will if if you if you read um mark lane's books and if you read jim garrison's book on the trail of the assassins the th- and the witnesses who saw officer tibbetts shot right it wasn't lee harvey oswald who was there and they actually did a paraffin test on, on Oswald. And he didn't have any gun. He didn't have any gun residue right, on him. Right, which how do you figure that? You know, come on. How, how, is, how is it that Oswald could walk from the book, uh, the book I want to say the book suppository, <laughs> because this story is so full of crap. Yeah, that's, that's true. But how, how is it that Oswald could walk, you know, out of the, out the front door of the book, the book depository, walk home he must have been running like 15 miles an hour or something mm-hmm. like that to get home go in change run out the door encounter T- uh, officer Tibbetts, and apparently there were two shooters there were two people who shot officer Tibbetts, and there was a there was a couple of witnesses who are outside at the time who were listening to the coverage of the kennedy assassination on their porch on 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 their right. transistor radios right. They, and they had witnessed two people who actually shot Officer Tibbetts 
And then those two people ran off in two different directions. Supposedly Oswald shot him, right? Allegedly. That was story, yeah. Allegedly. That's what he was first charged with. That they, they allowed Oswald to escape. You know, maybe that was a, a, a glitch. Right. Plan. I don't know how Tibbetts uh, factored into that, though. I don't know exactly. Maybe he was assigned to kill Oswald. So a short time later. Something. I don't, I don't know. A short time later, Oswald goes into a movie theater. Right. Goes in, doesn't even pay it, buy a ticket. He goes, he sits down, he watches the movie. What was the movie? I can't remember the name of the movie. That would be interesting. That would be. We should watch it. (laughs) A little trivia factor. And then, of course, the thing is that it was just like immediately right after the Kennedy assassination, six police cars show up to arrest Oswald. How'd they know he was in there? Because he was tipped off by by the by the whoever was running the uh, the the ticket office. In the movie theater, and then they. Uh, the thing is, is that Kennedy had just been shot. Jim Garrison had made this point perfectly clear. President Kennedy had been shot, but there were six or seven police cars waiting on standby to go arrest Oswald, whose only crime was walking into a movie theater without buying a ticket. Are you? I really? Yeah. How do you, How do you figure that? You know, that doesn't even that doesn't even equate you know to anything that's reasonable. You stop and think about that for a second. That that makes absolutely no sense at all. But yet people still insist that well, the government wouldn't lie to us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> there are, I mean, um, and, and I'm going to give a shout out to Andrew, who's probably listening to this. Because um, Andrew and I have had a lot of heated discussions about this while working at the local hardware store. Um, and he, he believes the Warren report. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. How is it that there's so many people believe in the Warren report? You know, it's funny getting getting back to that um, Ruth Payne who introduced um, Oswald to um, to to her to, to supposedly to learn Russian. Yeah. Well, she te- she actually testified at the Warren Commission. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that and they and they made her look like just a house like an ordinary housewife. Right. She really wasn't. She she was well well connected to the to the wealthy families, the the uh, you know the elite families. Um, but she started talking about that that she had visited these um, these wealthy people. Uh, their their name was Young. Their last name was Young, and and they were you know well connected in the elite families. And who who do you think interrupted her? And, and change the subject, Alan Dulles. Yeah, he 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 totally got her off the train of thought, and and it never got back. He he was kidding about her tax bracket or something. I don't know something that you know was stupid. Let's stop and, and think about this for a second. So he Walt. distracted the the testimony away from what she was going to get to. But seriously, mm-hmm. Alan Dulles, who. Has been involved in a lot of really skeevy, slimy things. Absolutely, as the founder going all the way back to World War II. As yeah, as the founder of the CIA, and he had his finger in every pie. Mm-hmm. Well, he was at that party the, the, the CIA, night before the yeah the CIA had supposedly. ever baked. Yeah. Okay, he had oh, his yeah. finger in every oh, pie yeah. the CIA ever baked. He might have been the architect of the whole thing. He was fired by John Kennedy after the Bay of Pigs fiasco. Yeah, yeah. So he had a he had a grudge. And then he was hired by LBJ to run the Warren report. 
Yeah, the commission, yeah. Yeah. Really? How does that happen? You know? How does that happen? How is it, how is it how that somebody... How did nobody realize that when it happened? I, I mean, I, some, I'm sure some people did, but it never seemed to be a big issue. Really? The man who was fired by JFK was hired to run the investigation into In, JFK's into his assassination. Yeah. Now, that really makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? When you think about it. How can you look at that and not say conflict of interest? And, and what a huge fix. You know, you know he's going to he's got a vested interest in steering it in a certain direction. You know, I don't know. I, I don't think at the time people realized exactly what Alan Dulles's history was. Right. His, what his role in that whole section. of I've American never understood is. that. Yeah. In the in all the years that I have been in it, looking into the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. I've never understood that aspect of the of all of it with Kennedy firing Alan Dulles and then Alan Dulles essentially running the Warren commission because chief justice Earl Warren was too busy being a chief justice. Right. Right. I never understood that. He was, it was, it was all set up. It was one big setup. That's all. We're probably never going to really know the true story. I think we already do. Yeah. I think we do, but I don't think we're going to really ever get evidence of it necessarily. These guys are good. They were good. They're good at covering all that stuff up. So it brings us to what I wanted to end the show with, and it's mm-hmm. and part of it is going to lead up to our next show on tech, techocracy. Is that how you pronounce tech, it? Technocracy. Technocracy. Operation Mockingbird. Whereas the CIA has King Bird. <laughs> James Taylor. <laughs> and Carly Simon. Um the CIA was actually outed in the during the Pen, uh, uh, Pentagon Papers fiasco during Watergate, which E. Howard Hunt was also a part of. Um, the CIA actually had a hand in controlling the news media, and they actually hired reporters to report stories in ways that were favorable for the CIA or bury stories that were unfavorable to the CIA. And apparently this started back in the early 50s and apparently was um, ended sometime in the late 60s, early 70s, maybe. Right, could be. Yeah, I don't know. You really think that they stopped handling the media? No. No, I think it continues to this day. You know, standard media news outlets are controlled. Yeah, by, every, by the same group, basically. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you have an organization like the CIA telling the government what they can and can't report on, which is a violation of the Second Amendment. Under absolutely under threats of under threats of violence or death or extortion or whatever. Just well, they, they own. <laughs> They're all owned by the same people, really. Basically, you look at these people who are still publishing these books, trying to explain the away how Lee Harvey Oswald, Gerald Posner is a perfect example. I'm just curious when he gets when he gets paid off. Does the check actually say CIA on the top? No, I'm sure it doesn't. No, I'm sure it's or, some, or is it it's from a shell company? A, it's a fund. Yeah, it's some kind of a fund that comes out. Exactly. Of it. It's just money. Money funneled off from somewhere you know drug money or something i don't know 
So I think that the, I think the question that still <clears throat> remains after everything we've talked about, how could you believe the Warren report? How could you actually? I don't know. And, I, I, and, and the beyond me. And the, the, farce. the House of Representatives back in 1970, I think it was 1978. They did a special investigation. Uh, the um, House Select Committee um, on assassinations looked into the assassinations of John Kennedy, Mar- uh, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy. And they came up with the conclusion that there had been some kind of conspiracy. It was obvious that there was a conspiracy, but they could they can't figure out who the conspirators were. Right. Well, it's pretty clear that those the people that killed them or were all mind controlled as in, in my for my money. They they were all probably mind controlled by M- MK Ultra. They were, they were, they were, um, Manchurian candidates, essentially. And Sirhan Sirhan, who, who's still alive, says he can't remember doing it. Yeah, he can't, you know, and of course he can kind of make a case for he doesn't want to remember. But, well, who? Yeah, well, but, yeah, you know, he's he's never really ever talked about. Why he did it, I don't think, or anything. What was his motive? Yeah, well, he's never really talked about it. I don't think he had one. I think he was programmed to do it. We're talking about... And then there's also a story about there being another shooter there, too. That, yeah. That he didn't really fire the fatal shot. So, who knows? I don't know. So the Bobby thing is- was clearly going to carry the torch that Jack had lit. You know, in terms of doing... You know, Bobby was right there when Jack was doing all this stuff. So, he knew exactly what was going on. So, you know, there but, you go. So the thing is, is one of the things is that from the Mary, um, Mary Freewell Foundation, um, this woman, Mary, had done a an extensive research into the JFK assassination. She published something on the HSCA final report, which is the House Select Committee on Assassinations. And the thing is that it was just like they had published the report saying that there was a probable conspiracy or there was no doubt that there was a conspiracy. Mm. And then in the 1980s, when some of those files were released, there was actually evidence of a cover-up within the House Select Committee on Assassinations report and investigation. They Mm -hmm. had actually found some evidence that they had also covered up. Yeah, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. We're finding cover-ups of the cover-up. Right, right, exactly. Of the cover-up. Right, right. It's it's amazing, really. So, if you have all this evidence, and you have, obviously, Operation Mockingjay, or Operation Mockingbird, Right. How could you possibly think that Oswald acted alone, or there's not some weird stuff I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anybody could think that. So... So, Walt, what do you think are the are the last words on the JFK assassination until the next disclosure? <laughs> until the next words. Um, I don't know. The, the thing that strikes me is that, you know, we were watching, I was watching the news with my wife. And when the documents were being released, I guess yeah. it was last Thursday. And she said, oh, you know, it happened so long ago. Who cares about that? And I said, everybody should care about that. That's the, that's a problem. It's, you know, and I, and I rarely argue with my wife about it. It wasn't an argument, but she said, you know, it happened so long ago that we got to move on. I said, no, that, that day in Dallas is where we lost our Liberty. Yeah. It's where we lost control. It was a coup. It was a coup by the CIA and other groups to take out a guy who was trying to make things right again. 
was was Jack Kennedy, uh, you know, a completely moral person? No, he had his, you know, he had his human weaknesses like everybody does. No, but he was trying to do the right thing. He was trying to get our democracy back. He understood how it had been stolen from us. He understood, yeah. And and they took him out for that. And that's where we lost our democracy. We lost on so much on that Dallas. day. We really did. Yeah. And, and he, to me, he, he's one of the greatest American heroes because of yeah. what he had to know that he was putting his ass on the line yeah. with all the stuff he was doing. He had to know that. He was a brilliant guy. But he said, you know what? I got elected to 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 follow what I think is the right thing to do yeah. morally. Um, and he paid a big price for it. Unfortunately, he 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 was not protected adequately. No, there's you know? there's evidence that that should have never happened. There's e- never happened. and there's there's strong evidence that that the Secret Service did not do their job on their day because that they were already. Um, compromised. Mm-hmm. They were still under the influence. They were still so, somewhat yeah, inebriated from yeah. the night before. And, and they didn't have that. I don't think they even had an adequate. Uh, they didn't have, have an adequate secret service guys. You know, so it it anybody who thinks that this was just an assassination of a of a man, it was much more than that. No, we we lost a huge huge piece of our of our democracy and, and liberty on that day. You can actually and, and see. I'm not sure that we'll ever get it back again. Honestly, you could actually unless the people wise up and yeah. say this is not this is not okay. It's not going to. You know, I, I think we, you know the two party system that we have is is so corrupt that you can't really get anybody elected that's got any kind of moral integrity. We started the show talking about how Elizabeth Warren came right out and said right that the DNC um, primary was rigged yeah yeah there you go there's a perfect example right there you, you you can't really get elected and and not be part of that whole system part of the corruption right i heard some guy talking about um how the the, the only real solution is to start having um independent candidates absolutely that aren't, that aren't connected to the either side absolutely and i agree with that i, I just don't know how you gain traction as an independent you know if you want to run for something eric yes. as an independent you wouldn't get any funding from no you know you'd have it would have to be a really grassroots movement which is what bernie tried to do i think you know i mean bernie's been an independent for a long time yeah and look where he got i i I don't i do not buy into a lot of the things that bernie sanders that's beside the point but whether you agree with his politics or not i don't agree he was in the right had the right mindset i think i i don't believe in his politics but at the same time i can say there's something really wrong with this country where you have three or four or six people running for the president of the united states in a general election they can't even get on the debate floor the thing is 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 that carol was really following jill stein I was really following Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen Jill Stein and Gary Johnson on the debate floor. Well, that's the whole thing, you know. How, how do you get elected if you can't even get in the debate? You exactly. Can't even get in the in the conversation, you know. That in its in and of itself, Walt, proves that 
the elections are rigged totally. by the two parties. Completely. You can't, you Completely. cannot say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Some dumbasses are going to say, well, they can't ever get elected, so why have them in the debate right. in the first place? They're going to take votes away from the other people. Good. Yeah. Good. And, you know, at the end of the day, both of those big parties funnel into the same thing. They funnel into the same power structure. Yeah. So either one of them gets elected, you're, you're getting the same thing, just in a different package. Hillary Clinton had accepted money for speeches, half-hour-long speeches or 45-minute speeches for Goldman Sachs uh, no doubt. for tens of millions of dollars. Uh, absolutely, no doubt. You mean to no, tell me I mean, that she's not corrupt? Well, and, and it goes back to how many presidents um, going back are, are corrupt. They're, they're all corrupt. You know, JFK was, was corrupt, corrupt to a small extent. Probably. I mean, he, had, he like again, he had to use his father's money. Now the Kennedys were not not um, old money. No, and, you know, his, his father made all that money during the Prohibition, right? So they were. He was nouveau riche. Yeah. You know? So he wasn't part of the establishment money, right? You know, the people that made the money way back on on slavery and and all those blood industries. Um, to munitions and you know all, all those families. I mean, you look at these people. Eisenhower hold themselves up as the uh, you know the Eisenhower was part of the establishment. Um, oh yeah. Um, Harry Truman was part of the establishment. Clearly, I mean <laughs> <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt clearly part yeah. of the establishment. And you look back. I mean, how far back do you want to go? You can. Who knows? I don't. You, you know. I don't know how far back it goes. You'd have to look at each president and see what they're. What they what route they took to get elected, you know, and it's probably all goes back to the same thing. You know? Look at all the people in their cabinet and decide for yourself. But I think that I mean that's one of the things that I really wish that I could encourage more people to do is do their own research, do your own investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's what our intention is to open up people's thinking patterns to to start questioning some of these things that are fed to you as truths. Yeah. But they're not truths. That's not truth. No. You know, everybody. Tries to say that Kennedy was killed by a lunatic. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. They they, they want to make it easy. It's not easy to, to just. I mean, it's easy to just to say, oh, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald fired the shots that killed him. Well, that's the easy way to look at it. It's not easy. It's much more complicated than that. But you have to do some thinking and you have to do some research and make your own decision. If you want to think that that's what happened, well, okay, go ahead, go for it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And before we started the show, I, um, this is how I'm going to end, end, end the show. Yeah, we'll have to end because Eric's, all of Eric's ice is melted. <laughs> I'm going to spontaneously <laughs> he's just combust got a big, again. He's got a big puddle around him. Uh, there's, a, there's a journalist out mm. in England who had said that he feels ashamed and he was a fool for believing in all the conspiracy theories. And the reason why he believed in all the conspiracy theories is because he said that it was fun. It's fun to think about. It's a fun thing to wonder. Play who done it. It's your it's your opera- opportunity to play your own Sam Spade or or Philip Marlowe and and it, just enjoy yourself. Enjoy the ride because it's conspiracy and and it's a mystery. And who doesn't love to solve good mystery? And and the thing is is that it's, he's ashamed of the fact that he he was on this on this merry-go-round because it was fun. Well, let me just say something, and I'm speaking more for myself and not Walt. This is not fun for us. I'm sure that if there was something else out there for us to be interested in, we, we would definitely be. But, I mean, for me, it's part of my civic duty as an American citizen to get to the bottom of what happened here and not believe the establishment. 
for most of my life, I have encountered people who have tried to become a part of the establishment or be a part of who are already a part of the establishment and they wanted to quell independent thought. And, and I understand that there are a lot of people who believe in a lot of crazy wonky things like the earth is flat or we never went to the moon or or all those crazy things. And those things that, okay, for, for that, them, they might be at fault because they're trying to prove something that's not real. But the thing is, is that the Kennedy assassination conspiracy is an actual real fact. It actually happened. The more you look at the evidence, the more you realize that our government lied to us out in the open, lied to us right to our faces and said something that is completely untrue. And the consequences of this were tens of thousands of American young men who went off to fight in a war that we did not have to fight. It was a civil war between the North and South. It was no different than our civil war in the 1800s. And if they were able to do this to a very popular president at the time, he had his critics. I totally admit that. And he was no saint. But the thing is, is that he tried to steer the country into a a positive direction. If they were if they're willing to do that to Jack Kennedy what are they willing to do to the rest of us? What are they willing to do to any other president? What are they willing to do to any blogger out there who wants to get to the bottom of this? And as somebody who's been a victim of harassment, I can tell you for firsthand knowledge, it's we're watching our country be eroded away, our civil rights being eroded away, our constitutional rights being eaten away. Because the oligarchs just want us just to run the machines, to pave the roads, to build the buildings, to run the hardware stores, and all like that. And if you really honestly believe that this is a country worth fighting for with either thoughts or bullets, take a moment and do your own research. Don't just take Walt's word for it. Don't take my word for it. And if you think that we're wrong or you uncover something that we ought to be aware of, because we'll probably when they release this information, the more information six months from now after that's been redacted, we might we might entertain doing another show like this again. But in the meantime, I'm going to ask everybody out there, please, for the love of God, do your own research. Don't listen to the media. Go read subversive websites, see what everybody has to say, and then come back and say your piece. Walt? Well, I can remember very explicitly, although George Bush doesn't seem to be able to remember where he was. I guess I've used that enough times. You did, you did. (laughs) Trying to beat that to death. I can remember the, the wound, the psychic wound that was created by that assassination. I was a kid, you know. And I thought of Kennedy as being almost like a god, you yeah. know, in, in some ways. And to a lot of people, he really was. He, he was the answer. He was the best and the brightest that America can produce. And he was taken away in such a brutal and vicious way. And I remember the pain attached to that, the psychic pain. Um, you know, I got a, my, my father got a, a record with his speeches and things on it. And I would listen to it over and over again. And I just felt so sad. I can remember feeling so sad. Everybody felt that way. You see pictures of people from that time period crying, and because he really was a he was a bright light of the American dream, and and it got snuffed out so brutally and viciously, and and here we are. You know, it was it was the beginning of the end of our of our democracy, as I said earlier. And I don't know how we can reclaim that. 
you know, I'm not even sure that we had it at that point, but we clearly don't have it anymore. No. So that's that's a psychic wound that is yet to be healed. You know, if it ever will be, I don't know. Maybe somebody will emerge that will, you know, take take the ball that that he that he dropped when he died. Yeah, know, intentionally, but I don't know. I don't know where that's going to come from or how what that would look like, but. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna get into the next phase. I think next show um, when we talk about technocracy, what you know that our, perhaps our, our political system is, has imploded. Yeah. And and what's to come? What's next to come? Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that next time. Thank you, Walt, for another yeah. eye-opening show. <clears throat> no, I'm sad all over again. Just just thinking about where we are. Sorry, pal. Well, that's the way it goes. All right. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. That's also a great way to get in touch with Walt, Jim, and Eric, and let us know what you think of the podcast, as well as topic suggestions for a future show. If we use your suggestion, we'll send you a t-shirt or coffee mug. Just send along your size and preference with your email. You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our metaphysical connection group and following us on Twitter at physics laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. So for Walt, Jim, and Eric, this is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on. (laughs) 